right. Hello, everybody. This is Josh, also known as Yashu, and you're tuning in to episode 18 of TLOI Talks. Today, we have a very special guest today, one of the most uh, rising artists in Toronto, in the Toronto music scene right now, coming from Hungary, but like raised in Toronto, like later on in his life. I give you MK in the cut. How are you doing today, man? Just doing music. Actually, before I came here, I actually recorded a snippet. So, you know, I'm pretty excited to show that to the people you know yeah yeah. Uh, like when you first uh, reached out to me you know like i've noticed like all the soundcloud stuff and all that like it's like very like interesting uh, too with what you have because you have a mix between like toronto rap and melodic like rage soundcloud rap and all that like the stuff you hear from like sofago uh like eat all that type of stuff too so it's like very like interesting too and you know we actually like linked up through like a mutual friend uh from uh, the dms and all that like biggie biggie from like the last podcast so yeah, yeah. Had to like pretty much like happen from there, and you also go by Young MK. That's correct. Yeah. So basically, when I first started making music, um, I was just MK, like nothing, you know, no Young, no MK in the cut. So I was like, you know, there's a lot of just regular MKs. So you know, I had to come up with something that nobody has. So that's why I spell MK in the cut with just a D, because nobody else has that. So that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, most definitely, man. And, you know, thank you uh, for coming by. Like, thank you for coming by for the 18th episode and all that. Oh, thank you yeah. for having me, you know? Yeah, most yeah. definitely. So knowing, I read like the bio that you're from Hungary and all that. But like with the first question, which part of Hungary are you from? And tell 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 us like more about like the place that you're from in that sense. Okay, so I am from a place called Budapest. Uh, it's, it's like the main capital of Hungary. Um, I'm also a mix, so I'm also gypsy. And um, yeah, well, I mean, what can I say? It's a beautiful place, you know, the view's pretty nice and everything. Um, but the only reason why I came here is just I had an opportunity. So, of course, I mean, I'm not going to drop the opportunity. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, most definitely. And like, you know, I was like reading from like the bio like a while back too that like your upbringing was like kind of like tough for a little bit too like just like no food to eat like with bread and yeah, only yeah, like yeah. milk and all that so like around that time uh was it like maybe more so in the earlier parts of your life or more so like when you were transitioning to moving to canada um so this was all back in hungary uh how should i start so almost i came here when i was 10 turning 11 and um before that, there's been, there's maybe like out of a week, I could say that there's like three days where we would have, like we could eat properly. But the rest of the days, we're just like, you know, milk and bread. I don't know if you guys ever had that. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a pretty good struggle meal. But, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty tough back then. Like, of course, as a kid, I thought like, oh, you know, this is this is not bad. Like, you know, this is how it is in the the, the country. But um, as I got older, it's like, and I seen like uh, like the rich people and everything. I was like, wow, like, like we're really down bad. Like, I gotta do something about this. So you know, and and that's how uh, I used to say in my head, I would be like, oh, I want, I wish I could have this, have have for example i wish i could have a ps2 ps3 for example and or wish i could have these clothes wish i could live better 
And then that's where, in my in my head, that's where God comes into play. That's where I got the opportunity to come to Canada. And that was just out of the blue. And that was last minute too. So, you know, I'm thankful for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even though, like, at certain parts of your childhood, like, it was kind of, like, mixed in that sense too. Would you say, like, overall, like, you had a great experience, you know, from your time, like, being there until, like, now, like, you know, like, being in Canada, like, in that sense too, like, from the start of birth until, like, the end of high school, like, it was sort of good in a sense or? Um, I would say it was decent, um, but my high school experience was, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say the best. It was okay. Like, I was one of those people who were uh, popular, but also, like, the loner in the, the school. So, I was, you know, what can I say? Like, as a whatever experience. Yeah. Because I don't I, have regrets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not because I know with, uh, like, you know, when you move to Canada in that sense, too, like, you know, like, the, the Canadian, like, high school systems, like, very different from, like, other countries in that sense, too. Like, it's kind of like a blend between, you know, like, the U.S. and, like, the U.K., like, school system in yeah. a sense, too. So, you kind of get, like, those uh, different vibes and all that, you know, just with the energy of people and just how school life is kind of like because you don't know if it's actually going to be, like, t like in like the actual like television shows like from like Degrassi or Euphoria or if it's going to be like a whole different vibe and all that so um so yeah when I did come to Canada and I started going to school this was back in grade six the beginning of grade six um I didn't speak the language I didn't know English I had an accent there's a there's a couple of words that I could say just to like introduce myself and how old I was um but uh the, like there's a lot of kids who used to make fun of me because I, I didn't know the language and stuff. So uh, it didn't take me a long time to learn it. And, you know, I was going to ESL. And one thing that was pretty tough back then is uh, I was taller than all the kids. Back in grade six, I was like 178, 175 centimeters. And um, they used to say I take steroids. <laughs> Um, cause I was so much bigger than everybody else. Um, yeah, so it was kind of tough to get through, but eventually like, you know, you, you break down the walls and yeah. pull through. Yeah. yeah. I usually ask this for people like on the podcast too, uh, were there like any like interesting like parts or stories in your, about your life that, you know, you want to talk about for a bit for the audience? Hmm. This is a tough question. Like there, there's a lot of moments I can't really pick one that was like life changing, but definitely I would say um, it's pretty recent. This this um, event. Um, so I met this entrepreneur. So uh, first, my cousin, he introduced me to her. Um, this shout out team two four seven. Um, so I met her at a. We went to a studio, and uh, the producer engineer over there uh, I was talking to him and he was telling me he makes music and I was, I was telling him I also make music and he was telling me like oh like you'll show me so I showed them uh, one of my songs and she actually came out and she's like yo this is you and um, she's also she was also a manager at the time managing artist and um, I was like yeah this is me like and then she was telling me like yo this is really really good and then so then we like we networked and we connected 
And um, a month later, around a month, yeah, exactly a month, she hits me up like, yo, you want to perform? And I never performed before that. And before that, I always used to say like, oh, in a year or two, I'm going to, I wish I could perform. I'm definitely going to be on stage a couple of years. Just give me some time. And that's where uh, manifestation comes into play. And I was like, yeah, like I, I, that would be such a great opportunity for me. And um, so I met these people uh, at the place. NLMG is the group name. And, uh, you know, ever since that I started performing there, I've been going every day. And it's, it's, it was such a life-changing moment. Um, ever since then, I started catching recognition. And, you know, my views and my listeners, like, actually been going up. Yeah. yeah so I'm very thankful for them. Yeah. Um, I know with uh, Team uh, 247, uh, the person that you talked about, uh, she used to work with uh, Chromas and, like, Chola, Cla- uh, Chola Clash, uh, like, personally, too. Like, because, like, you know, you know they, they, <laughs> those were also, like, uh, rising artists, like, out of, like, the Toronto uh, music scene so far. Um, yeah. You know, just like with Chromas performing at Roll at uh, Rolling Loud, Chola Cla- uh, Chola Cash doing other performances. She also worked with like C Sick Lucci, um, yeah. also uh, Two Lucci as well, who was on uh, DJ uh, DJ Charlie B's like tape as well too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like an interesting vibe, like how like that connection like started in that sense too. So mm-hmm. I'm glad like that happened. You know, so yeah, like I don't know, like it's it's life changing, like what a, one person can do for you. Yeah. Or two people, you know? Yeah, no, most yeah. definitely. Uh, just getting back onto the questions in that sense too. Um, did you have like an initial goal or idea that you wanted to do for a career or job? Or were you mainly focused on like making music or like getting into music in that sense? So back in high school, I actually never thought about making music. Um, of course, there's like a, a one-two freestyles. We, me and my boys would do well, as a joke, but like never really thought about it um back then i wanted to be an animator or a game designer because i was really good at drawing i still am in my opinion um and you know I th- i'm i'm thinking about going to college and i'm definitely gonna pursue that career as well uh, as much as music so probably animation or game design yeah I mean, like, those two right now, they're, like, very impactful right now in terms of, like, the job market and with everything else, too. So, I always say, like, always, like, follow your dreams and, you know, have, like, a multiple stream of, like, revenues in that sense, too. Like, whether for music and whether for everything else, too. You might be lucky, like, in that sense with animation and with game design. You know, mainly uh, because, like, there is, like, multiple outlets for that. You could work at, like, Ubisoft or Microsoft or, like, you know, also with, you know, different, like areas like capcom and like they have like opportunities for work so hopefully that should work in that sense you know so yeah i mean uh one thing i would like to do is definitely create my own anime like you know i i grew up watching dragon ball z uh been a big fan ever since so that kind of inspires me to make something too yeah yeah most definitely um at what point in your life were you like introduced uh, to music like what was like your first like introduction in that sense Okay, so <clears throat> I remember uh, this is the almost the end of grade 11. Uh, I was dating this girl for a year and 11 months. 
And then we broke up just after my birthday. And that was um, around the end of grade 11. And, uh, you know, I was like, I had FL Studio. So I was like, you know what? Gotta make a track. Um, and there's also this, like, one song, this, like, underground artist I was listening to at the time. Uh, I forgot his name because I don't listen to him anymore. But uh, he had this beat. And I was like, yo, I feel like I could make something on this. So, like, I got the beat. Made the track and uh, I uploaded it to SoundCloud. And all I like the next day, I had just seen like 200 and something plays out of nowhere. And, you know, to me, like at the time, that was a lot. And I was like, like, yo, how, how did this even happen? Like, and uh, a couple of my old friends from my old high school, they were just telling me, like, yo, people are just listening to my music. And you know, since then I was like, okay, I might, I might have to make another track and another one, another one. And it just became like a thing for me, like a passionate thing that I like to do. Because uh, for me, uh, my music is the way I could express my feelings the most. Yeah, no, yeah. most definitely and all that. And I guess it's like kind of like that process of like, you know, taking it like seriously as a career too, because I know with gaining like fan bases and gaining like, you know, other like networks too, you know, many people tend to dive in on like what that person is making, like what their story is all about and all that. So would you say that's the case? Um, I usually don't tell a story. Like, um, of course I tell a story with my music, but I'm not directly going to, tell you what it's about i just want you to listen to the lyrics yeah. and understand for yourself and um i think it's going a great way like I, I have people coming up to me like um telling me like yo your lyrics hit me um like yo i listened to your music your music uh helped me through a couple of things when i was sad and this and that you know so that's like that's a great thing to hear to me like that just means that i'm doing something right by the way i'm trying to express my music yeah, yeah. Uh, most definitely. Um, you know, getting back into like the whole like area aspect too. So like back home in like Budapest or like even like right now in your ends in Toronto, yeah. were they ever known as like industry like based areas or just like as communities like, you know, musically in that sense? Definitely not. Where I grew up back in Hungary is like, I could say probably the most ghetto place ever. Um, It's just bad like what you when when you go outside there what i seen as a kid is just people smoking people doing drugs drinking the the streets are dirty yeah. um just like the houses are like bad like i don't know like imagine just like the worst of the worst ghettos i wouldn't say it was like 10 out of 10 worst it was definitely like 8.5 or 9 so i'm glad i didn't grow up there like that true yeah but in like Toronto, like you know, like just in the ends that like, that you were raised by, or like that you were like, like currently like living in, like yeah. now, was it like well known, like you know, music wise and all that? Because I know like certain ends, like they're known for like music, like oh, definitely, yeah, that's true, definitely. Uh, I used to live downtown, and um, I would just be hearing about like K Money, Casper, Bugs, uh, who else? top five and yeah. these guys you know yeah yeah most definitely i mean like smoke dog yeah i know what Puffy you mean yeah yeah i think like that whole like downtown scene is like very interesting because you have 
a multifaceted like amount of artists that actually make unique music like in their own way. I mean, with K Money and Casper, you know, they made their music more organically and like they had like more of an organic like fan base, whereas like yeah. with Smoke Dog and like Puffy, you know, it's more so with Drake, you know, local city with CP twenty four and all that, you know, on that whole like organic side too. So you kinda have like interesting like aspects of, you know, certain artists like in the game too. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Um, but like uh, also um what artists or genres were you like mainly influenced by or that you like listen to like throughout your life and who would you uh, work with someday like musically? Okay, so there's uh two people who ins- actually three, but I'd say two for the most that inspired me. Um they already passed away though. Rest in peace, uh Juice World and X XXX Tentacion, yeah. Uh, I used to, X used to be my favorite artist back in 2019 and before. Um, and, um, you know, when, when he actually passed away, I was like, like, I'm not going to lie, I was touched by it. Like, I used to listen to his music every day. And uh, also Juice Road. Like, if you listen to my music, you can see that, uh, like, my earlier sh- songs, you can see I was heavily influenced by them. But, uh as of now, I do not have any influences. Um, I feel like I'm at a point where uh, I kind of found my style. And, uh, you know, I'm just going with it. I'm not trying to sound like nobody. Before, I used to try to sound like other yeah. artists. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I realized that, like, why would you want to be a copy of someone, just be your own person? So, uh you know, I've been just doing my own style and it's it's good, it's working. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. So you more so like follow like a DIY like approach and all that, you know, with making music like on your own in that sense too, like not following like trends. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. And uh, do you have like a creative process like when you're making like music and what would like a day in like making recording or recording music be like for you? Okay, so I'll tap on the computer, um, get on FL, definitely make a beat probably 10 15 minutes and um you know if i fuck with it and hop on it right away um it's not a tough process definitely i have days where i'm just more uh lyrical than the other days where i can just um lyrics just come to my head like this and i'm finished the track in 30 minutes or an hour max but there's definitely days where i just i get down the course in a fast um process and then like the the verses just don't come to the head at the moment so i just leave that to the next day yeah. um but i do drop songs every week so it's a pretty fast process for me yeah most definitely and all that and you know like i actually thought like you were more of like a soundcloud artist too like in that sense because you've mainly like released like music through soundcloud but you've also like released you know music like from spotify too like and with apple music too so since uh you released like more music on like uh soundcloud uh tell me like more about that and what made you decide on releasing more of your music on soundcloud rather than like other platforms so um <clears throat> The main reason why most of the songs are on SoundCloud is um, my early days, I did not know how to make my own beats. Uh, I, and even if I tried, it wasn't as good as um, um, industry standard producers. So um, I'd say maybe like 20 of my songs or less, maybe 15 or 10, I don't know. Uh, I had to use like other people's beats 
and uh, at the time I was broke, so I couldn't even buy a lease to put it to Spotify. And then one day I was just like, you know, I got to learn myself because I can't keep. What if one day I just want to put it on Spotify and actually start putting on Instagram so people, TikTok, people can use my music. And I just started making beats. And throughout the year, like I improved so much. If you listen to like my first beat versus my newest song. Yeah. most definitely not that because i know like nowadays too like a lot of people are kind of like anti like anti like like you know like anti like streaming services and all that because usually with the payouts and stuff like that too uh but and that's why like important people use like soundcloud or bandcamp because you have like more access to getting paid or more access to getting like actual followers um i don't know if like that was something that you followed uh too in that sense too because i know spotify and apple music they don't pay as much in as regards to like title or like you know amazon in that sense yeah definitely um sometimes i just check how much um spotify or all these platforms um pay and like i forgot if it's like 400 views and it's a dollar or something like 500 yeah. um so that's pretty like that's pretty low in my opinion like every 500 is a dollar so yeah. uh i actually never experienced how spotify's income is or not spotify um soundcloud so i can't really um elaborate on that but uh no, yeah. probably in the future yeah, most yeah. definitely there is like this uh one recommend uh one uh, recommendation that i always like recommend to people if they want to get more payouts would and it's like you know putting your music through bandcamp and all that so like usually with bandcamp you know you could uh, put your files in there and if people like really want to support you know you could pay like the actual amount of money like for the artist so like they'll get like maybe like 85 90 percent of the music at first at certain days they'll get like the full like 100 and like the five percent and 10% at like regular times goes to like the band camp, like services and all that. And, you know, you could like charge like the certain, certain amount or they could pay like certain amounts like for your stuff and all that. So that's like something like I'd uh, recommend too, like if you're like following like other pursuits in that sense too. So definitely check that out, you know. Thank you for letting me know. I never heard of that actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bandcamp, like, it's very, like, popular with, like, more indie artists and all that and people who follow within, like, an indie sound. So, you know, um, a lot of, like, the whole, like, underground, the underground, like, boom bap rap and, like, you know, the indie rock type stuff, like, they'll release their music for Bandcamp. But I feel like everyone should have a chance to put their own music for Bandcamp because you get better payouts, you know, you have more chance of earning, like, full money rather than making, like, an increment for, like, a stream and all that. So. Yeah. So uh, just kind of like how I describe it from there and all that. So it's good to know. Yeah. So like getting into the music related topic so far, um, how do you describe your music to others who are like listening to you for like the very first time? Um, the first question I ask everyone uh, when they tell me to sh- uh, show them a song of mine is um, if they like Low Peep or Juice Road, because um. I wouldn't say I sound like them, but I would say uh, my type of music definitely falls into the sadder genre of music. Of course, I have like some hype tracks and, you know, different types. But um, yeah, I just asked them that. And uh, if they say yes to whichever, I know which um, which song to show them. Yeah. And, um, you know, I actually had a couple of people 
when I showed them a song, I had a couple of people tell me I sound like Lil Peep on them. So I was, and then that just surprised me because I don't know. I don't I don't hear it, but yeah. Yeah, no. I definitely know what you mean too. I mean, with that whole like SoundCloud wave, I think it changed like everyone throughout that time because I think at the time when you were like in high school, like they were like the most like popular artists with yeah. X, with like Look At Me, Juice World, with like Lucid Dreams and all yeah. that. So it kind of took like a whole effect on people like understanding like certain stuff. And then I think, you know, when they passed away, it's like a whole like different subset, like of a sound, you know? So it's like more like street rap, like Dirk, Polo G, TJ, Annalie mm-hmm. Chopper and all that. So did you ever like notice that effect uh, throughout that time, like around your era, like in that sense? Definitely. I seen, I don't know if you know, um, Wi-Fi's funeral and those guys, like yeah. they became like, they were more popping afterwards. Uh, Cometazine, yeah. if you know Cometazine, yeah, yeah. He, he started being popular around those times. Um, I can't really think right now. Uh, I feel like Ski Mask also started being more popular, even though he was like popular around the yeah. X era. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, yeah. yeah. Uh, can't really think of anyone else right now. Yeah. I mean, you have um, a little Tracy and all that. Oh like, yes, yes, little Tracy. And then Tracy, also yeah. like Killy, Uno the activist. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now with this new wave, uh, right now I don't know if you've listened to like people like Sofego or like Coach yeah, I and all that. Yeah, listened to that one too. Uh, true, true. Yeah. And then you have like Geet, uh, Ken Carson, Destroy Lonely. Like you I'm know hearing who's popping right now. Lucky. Oh, if true. you know Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I knew him uh, way back in the day, you know, with the whole like alternative uh, trap type stuff. Yeah. And then, like the days before, like he had like he had all those like tapes uh, right there. too. I think he just got popular because I think, you know, he is like, you know, more consistent, like when it comes to releases and all that. So he had like a lane that worked out in that sense. So yeah. I can definitely like agree to. And, you know, I've noticed like that whole sound like working for everyone, too. So hopefully it works out, you know. So, yeah. 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 Um. Like, you know, like we, since you also blend like Toronto, like style rap, like in your, like with the, like, the whole like underground uh, SoundCloud rage uh, trap and all that. So, because I, when I do like listen to the song too, like w- to like a variety of like the songs, you know, I've noticed like that whole like Toronto like sound, you know, with the accent, with everything else too. So, what made you decide on like incorporating like it, like incorporating like those sounds and like your music? And does it tend to appear from song to song when creating music? Um, so once again, back in the day, I did try to sound like other people. Um, but eventually as as I started making the beats, I started trying to be my own person. So then I just created my own mixture of what I want to sound like. And, uh, okay. There's a one, two songs where, um, I did use the Toronto slang just but they were um like goofy songs like it's not serious uh but other than that like i just try to be my own person gotta find their own style so yeah yeah no most definitely um there's like this huge topic that you know we want to like discuss uh right now in that sense too like i feel like it's important for everyone to to discuss too so you know, uh, P&B Rock, who recently passed away, like, just, like, earlier uh, this month and all that due to, like, gun violence, so... Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. So, how did you uh, react to it, like, when you, like, found found out, like, the news and all that? I'm not gonna lie, uh, I never really listened to him like that, so I'm, I'm not gonna show that man fake love. 
but of course, rest in peace. Um, but when I seen the people like posting it, I thought it was Photoshop. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe like he was gone. Yeah. Like, of course, it's sad to see rappers, you know, just losing their lives so easily yeah. over like a chain or a yeah. jewelry. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, this is like. There's like this actual like crazy fact that like I have to tell you. Um, so PNB Rock and X worked on like a lot of like music uh, together and all that. Like they were seen in like photos, all that type of yeah. stuff too. So, like you've listened to like the song uh, "Changes" before, you know, do 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 do. Like that whole song, like "Changes," like where it had like the piano and all that. Yeah. So at <clears throat> one part of the song, um, uh, people assumed it was like X that actually like sang the part, but it was actually PNB Rock. So. Girl, you're making it hard for me. Girl, you're making it hard yeah. for me. So that was actually P and B Rock. So when we talk about like that whole like influence of X, you know, P and B Rock played like a pivotal uh, part in helping X's career in that sense too. So th- it's just kind of like a weird fact that I had to tell you because you know correlating P and B to X, you know, it's like very interesting too. I actually never knew that. Like, it it sounds like X. Like, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, bring you that. because of like the whole like vocals and all that because like he had like some parts like on the hook and then you know he balanced the hook with um x's like vocals too so at some parts you might you might feel like you've listened to x like throughout the entirety but pnb was like also there too and like i think he even like credited himself too so like when you go back uh, home and check out like the song or like when you check it out like in the whip you know you'll hear yeah. it like yeah most definitely I never knew that that was actually crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even that, even in that sense too, like that, even like when X passed away, you know, being like killed and like King Vong and then like Pop yeah. Smoke, uh, there's this question that, you know, usually people ask, like, do you feel that being a rapper or an artist is like one of the most like dangerous jobs like right now in the industry? I do feel that's partly true. Um, I also do feel it has a, um, like gang violence has a uh, a part in it as well. Um, but at the same time, personally, I wouldn't even like it. Um, if I was famous right now, I wouldn't think I would really need security because I'm not a part of anything. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, associate myself with violence. So... Uh, it's kind of 50 50 for me yeah yeah yeah. like i know with you know being like an artist too i think there's like the ins and outs like as he said you know it's also like putting out the energy that you have in people too because um i recently saw like t grizzly's uh, ig live talking about you know like you have to know like you know the energy that you put out in your music or in your vibe and all that because anyone can be out to get to get you and all that like in all that sense so i think just you know showing like humility and like being humble in that sense too and you know, realizing what time it is, like, it is, like, very important, like, how you incorporate yourself, like, in the world and, like, how you interact with people, too. So I definitely agree in that sense, too. Um, And then I actually didn't write this uh, in the thing, too, but, like, recently I've seen you, like, you know, performing and all that at, like, all these events, too. And, yeah. like, you performed uh, with, like, the likes of, like, Valentino, who I've seen in, like, uh, a couple videos, like, on YouTube and, like, all these like, other artists, too. So yeah. getting into that whole, like, performing aspect... um. How was, like, that progression, like, you know, performing at, like, all these events in Toronto in that sense? Uh, at first, it was, I was, like, nervous. Um, my first performance, seeing all these faces in front of me, like, 
judging my music because I never really had that. Um, there's a one, two times where I would submit my music um, for people on Twitch, you know, and they would give feedback. But that was about it um, up to that point. But at the same time, I just, like, when I first performed and I seen everybody just, like, rocking with it and, you know, dancing and, and um, you know, that was just, like, a crazy uh, experience for me. Like, that just made me think, like, yo, this is not as hard as it seems. And um, as I've been going to more and more shows, you know, it's just, there's nothing to worry about. Things getting better. Yeah, no. Just doing me. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So it's more so like on the importance of like networking and like meeting people because I know with uh, Toronto, like it's usually like the whole like screw face capital type thing, you know, like artists not, like not wanting to like work with other artists, you yeah. know, artists having like beef and all that. But in your experience, it's like way totally different with, you know, interacting with these people, like meeting them for the first time and them wanting yeah, to work sure. like someday and all that. So it's kind of like a whole different vibe from there. Yeah, for sure. Like it's what you like. Of course, there's, like, the artists that are actually, like, like rude. And then, you know, they're just like, yo, who are you? Like, I don't want to work with you. But to my experience, there's, um, it's all been good. Like, I don't have no problems with nobody. You know, I'm just rocking with my team. Yeah. And LMG Team 247, you know. So I, I don't have no problem with, um, in that sense. Yeah. Everyone's just positive, positive vibes around. The show is positive. Everybody's just bringing the good vibes. So, yeah. Got a problem. Yeah. No, most definitely, man. Uh, you know, even within your experience, have you ever felt like that your rise to fame as an artist has like caused issues in some ways or like, you know, like with haters or like drama and all that? Or like it's like totally like the opposite, like in that sense and all that? Definitely. Um, it didn't cause an issue, but, um, I definitely see a couple of girls uh, that would like, let's say like they would diss me before or something back in high school. Now they want to come back to me, you know? Um, so all I got to say is just like, don't yeah. come back now, man. You see, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. you see, just because, um, of course I'm not like, oh, I'm so up right now. I'm not like up, I'm not um, famous or nothing, but... It's definitely a way to, um, to that road, and I'm definitely on it. And they see that I'm on it and it's going well. So, uh, you know, I just, I don't like that there. Um, there's so many people showing fake love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, like, you know, like, even in these, like, shows, too, you'll have, like, actual, like, genuine, like, fans, like, that might pop up and all that. Or, like, someone, like, they might have not heard you for, like, for, for the first time. Like, they react, they reacted, like, totally differently. And, like, you know, they actually get to become, like, a fan in that sense, too. So, like, usually there's, like, the ins and outs of, like, fandom in that sense, too. So you're either going to have, like, the people showing fake love or, like, you know, people that see you for the first time. They've never heard of you. And yeah. then they become a fan and all they know. Yeah, I definitely had that experience already. Um, there's a couple of people who actually like rock with my music. There's an, um, they actually show like genuine love and uh, support. Um, I also had fake love before, but like fake support, fake listening to my music or whatever. But all I can say to that is you're still listening to my music. You're yeah. still giving me plays. So it's still um, helping me in a way. And uh, actually haters did help me. Um, I posted this video on TikTok 
um, uh, about me starting to perform. Like, you know, as a bit, the video basically goes like, oh, manifestation be actually becomes reality. So keep grinding. And I was showing like a, a video of me perf um, practicing a performance with my boys. And then it transitions to me actually performing. And um, a couple of guys are like trying to, you know, hating the comments and yeah. um, saying like, yo, bro's doing karaoke or um, uh, what did he say? Oh, no hate, but no one's at the show. Um, cause I wasn't showing the crowd, like the crowd's recording. Um, so then I, I, the next show I was telling my team, I'm like, yo, what is this guy saying, bro? And, uh, I posted the next video as a reply, like showing the crowd and everything. And, um, you know, just staying silent. Yeah. And he's saying like, I'm not me, ma I'm making it into the hood, not out of the hood. And you know what I can say? Just like, you know, why are you worrying about me? Like. Do you have a job or what are you doing with your life? Man sitting at home behind a phone, just texting off a burner account. You're not doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. Because I know with, you know, people that do hate on too, I think it's because like they want to like emulate their se like themselves like onto like the person that's actually like putting in the work too. Because, you know, without like someone actually putting in the work, like there is no product, there is no actual like you know service or entity like being shown and what you're doing you're providing the product too in that sense you know by performing at the show or providing the song or doing whatever it takes and like i know with you know getting music into toronto and like getting like fan bases it's not easy as it like as people like usually think and all that you know because like a lot of pe people have to put in the work you know you're either gonna have to pay for promo or you're either gonna have to like do these showcases you're either gonna have to do all this other type of stuff too so Usually some people don't like really see that. They only see like, hey, like this person's on like Wave Room or Six Buzz or Keep Six Solid and all that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like a different entity from there. <clears throat> but like without the product, you know, there wouldn't be anything for people to talk about, you know, so. I do feel like um, in Toronto, that is harder to uh, rise up as an artist than like in the U.S. or something yeah. like um I feel like in the U.S. it's so much easier just to get a catchy chorus, verse, boom, you're famous. Take a look at Ice Spice. I don't know if you know, if you've seen yeah, about Ice Spice. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, if you take a look at her shows, the crowd's only singing the chorus. When the chorus is over, dead silent. Yeah. No more recording. Um, so it just shows like you can have a catchy verse there and boom, you're famous. But here, like you can have a sick-ass song like banger and it's like yeah. you know it's not as much love and it's harder to rise up here yeah, no. i definitely know what you mean i think you know this is actually like in my opinion too like there is only like three types of like fan bases you know within like the toronto music industry or the canadian in uh, music industry you know so like the artists that actually have like funding from like socan or like you know factor and are like in these labels that are actually doing these shows and interacting with these people that might not know their music and all that um so like you could say that for anyone like signed to a label or artists who actually have the other ones like, artists who actually have like genuine genuine like fans and all that you know from all these like shows like but are not getting supported from like funding or from like the labels and all that so like a Pressa or like a YG or a Top 5 or a Casper, you know? Yeah. They actually have actual fan bases that actually pull up and like listen to the music and all that but like the label doesn't support them in any mm -hmm. way, shape, or form, or like 
you know, funding, like companies don't actually support them in any way, shape or form, as opposed to the people who do, who do get funded, like Mustafa and all that, and like Charmaine and all these other people. And then the third one, it's actually surprising, but the artists whose fan base are actual like artists and all that and are trying to grow their fan base too. So like if you actually go to a show nowadays, like, and you're like not like either like in a label or funded or have a crazy fan base, your actual fan base is going to be like artists who can relate to. And I do feel like it's an interesting thing because it connects like everyone together too in that sense. And I've noticed this from all these other events I go to where it's like artists like being at these shows, like rather than like, you know, actual fans who like random people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had that experience too. Um, I have like other artists telling me like, yo, I can relate to your um, lyrics and more than like, you know, random people who are like not like uh, artists themselves. Um, I mean, I mean, as an artist myself, I can understand because uh, we actually take a deep look at what the lyrics mean. So yeah, and I do feel like with artists, like they do have to stick together, like in that sense too, and you know, actually like build together, like in that sense, you know, building like Atlanta, you know, so like you know, even going to the showcases or even like promoting them, like it goes like a long way in that sense, you know. So it's interesting uh, from there and you know, seeing, like, these showcases that you're putting on, you know, like, I do definitely see the support, like, from the people you put on and, like, from the others who do put you on, too. So, hope to see that more, you know? Yeah, one like, what I've been seeing is um, ever since I started music, um, like, random people, like, rather, they they, they, they show love and over, like, cl- closer people that I actually know. Like, I don't even, I from the U.S., like, I don't even know those guys and they're, like, showing, like, love over like people i actually know and that's pretty that's one of the reasons why toronto is like yeah not a so like if they interact with like a pressa or like a yg or like a houdini well r.i.p houdini like but back then they'll be more close with them but then you know when it's like their actual like homie or like mandom and all that like yeah actually like making music like pushing through like they're not gonna say anything and all that so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, it's tough to be a Toronto rapper. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Like, aside from that, um, do you have any other, like, thoughts on, like, the Toronto music scene right now? I haven't really been seeing Toronto artists pop out recently. Um, I don't know. Um, Bugs, Top 5, you know, Puffy L's. Like, I haven't really seen them dropping music. Yeah. So, can't really elaborate yeah. on that. Yeah. I mean, I know Doovie's, like, pretty big uh, right now, like, with the music. I mean, he dropped a tape. He's dropping, like, singles, like, here and there. Uh, I mean, YT and Paco, he just dropped a tape uh, just recently, uh, Free Yates. One person I could say is Kelly, that I see him dropping music oh, stuff. True. So, yeah, big us for him. Yeah. But I do feel like right now with uh, the scene, like, a lot of the artists that you've mentioned, you know, they're locked up uh, right now, you know, with Boogs. He's locked up. Uh, I think Casper recently just got got locked up recently. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I know K Money. He's been locked up for a while. Mm-hmm. Top five. So I do feel like one of the promises is that, you know, you can't stay away from like the life that you live and all that because, you know, anything can happen. And, you know, the streets are the streets. So either way, you know, you made that I choice. Mean, if you live by a lifestyle, then that lifestyle is going to be with you, you know? Yeah, no, most definitely. And... 
I do feel like there are some some artists who like stay focused like in the music rather than anything else too. So they do try their best to like avoid the life and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's either either way, like the life can take you like one way or another and all that. Like whether it's just through like not seeing like the money come through with shows or not seeing like the events come through because like there's like even artists who've even been booked at uh, Rolling Loud before they can't even perform at uh, Rolling Loud uh, because at the police or anything else or like they're not doing shows like in their own cities and all that um there's this guy named uh 2kz who's affiliated with uh ytn paco mm-hmm. he actually got pulled pulled off uh, from rolling loud from the police because of his situation and you know it messed up everything and all that and like there was like an outcry for people to get him on and all that and like why like the rolling like why rolling loud is like, kind of like doing that too so we do have to re- realize like where other factors come through in allowing artists to be in like showcases and all that so like that's something like you have to like think forward to so yeah i mean in that case it's 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 hard like if you like for example like if you live by the glock and then like it's, it's gonna catch up to you like even if you don't do nothing with it it's just for security like there's there's gonna be one day that since you have that on you there's definitely gonna be a uh not a pro like an altercation that's gonna make you have to uh pull it out or something yeah so you know it's 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 like the way of life um like for example uh i could have a knife and just because i have it on me something could come along the way that makes me have to use it even though i don't want to yeah yeah that's the way of life yeah uh, most definitely. Um, so we are in the closing minutes of our podcast uh, right now. Um, do you have anything else uh, going on uh, right now? And do you have any like closing uh, remarks that you'd like to say for the people out there? Definitely. Um, first things first, I just dropped an EP, uh, my second EP actually. Um, it's called Never Ending Thoughts. It's a mixture of alternative and like normal hip hop rap. Um, you know. I got a couple of people rocking with it, so definitely go check that out. It's out on all platforms. Uh, there's also a deluxe coming. Um, secondly, stay focused, stay grinding. Don't let the haters stop you from nothing. Uh, I've been hated on for a long time, and it's just doing good. So even if you're getting that hate, keep going. There's There shouldn't be anyone telling you how you should live your life. Of course, you can take advice. Um, don't be butthurt if you get advice, like how you can be better, um, especially with your music. Because if the guy's telling you, like, oh, don't use this much auto-tune, for example, and you're going to get hurt, they're going to keep using that. You're not learning. You're not bettering yourself. So always find ways to better yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most definitely. Um, you know, MK in the Cut, you know, thank you uh, for coming by uh, for the 18th episode and all that. Um, I don't know if you want to, like, shout out your socials for everyone out there and, like, where they could, like, access, like, the music and all that. First of all, thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. Uh, nice studio and all. Um, I was pretty excited to be here. And, yeah, you can find me on all platforms as MK in the Cut, um, M-K-I-N-D-C-U-T. All right, everyone, you can check out episode 18 on spotify like once it uh drops and all that you know definitely uh check out the link with mk's new ep as well as his social handles this is episode 18 of tlo talks with josh also known as yashu signing off